Hi folks, welcome to stage 20 of the Tour de France. Uh, as expected, it delivered. We had breakaways, we had crashes, and finally, we had the big names, the GC hitters, not in a GC fight. Pogi wasn't gonna make up seven and a half minutes today. We had the biggest names dueling it out for a stage win. I'm gonna give today a seven and a half out of 10 because the GC battle is over, but another great one day race. Now, if you're watching the video version, you'll notice that the light just went on and the creature uh, woke up. What happened is the power went out this morning with 13K to go for me. So shout out to uh, Ben Foster. He was the co-host in, I forget which tour stage. It's it's all a blur at this point. He co-hosted and I would want to do more with Ben. I'd like to do more with Ben in the future, uh, but the editing just is way faster with one person. So we're sticking to that. But I called Ben who gave me a live commentary. Uh, and I'm going to have to rewatch this race myself. The whole stage was exciting beginning to end, but ultimately if you turn it on with like 25K to go, you'll be good. We had climbers sprinting. I can't get enough of climbers sprinting. Today's sponsor is Silka, uh, mostly known, previously known for the, the pumps that last a lifetime and really nice accessories and tools. Uh, Silka more recently has delved into uh, lubricants and cleaners, stuff like that. I think folks first got into the, the wax, the high-end wax treatments uh, because it's, it's an efficiency thing. It would give you, uh, you know, three or four watts. It was kind of known as a marginal gains thing. And that was sort of Silka's angle at it. What they realized is that uh, it keeps your chain cleaner for longer. It's actually less work overall. You don't get the stupid grease mark on your thigh if you happen to touch your chain. And it's proven to keep your chain lasting longer over the standard like drip lube situation. Silk is now back in stock with their new chain stripper. Uh, the standard way to, to wax your chain is to remove it and kind of put it in like a melty crockpot situation. Uh, either way, you can use the chain stripper and you can still get a lot of the effects with there's a drip version uh, that the stripper will help with. So that's good news for the, the non-techie uh, folks. They're also having a summer sale uh, with 50% off a bunch of their accessories. Uh, and Phil sent me will get you an additional 5% off anything on the site. So that's silka.cc, and I'll put a link in the description. So we had the last couple stages were supposed to be sprinter stages. They were disrupted, ruined by breakaways. Uh, the only notes I have is that at some point I mentioned uh, that, a, that a team had nine riders. At some point in the last, I don't know when they changed it. Now it's eight. Uh, so my bad. Today's stage, a relatively short 133K, but with six climbs uh, and a descent to the finish. So kind of looked like a breakaway on paper, but it didn't play out that way. Victor Campanaritz really came to life this week, uh, attacked again today at the very beginning. Actually, technically he attacked before kilometer zero. He attacked like into the kilometer zero banner. Um, I believe that uh, Thomas Volkler should be fine for that. Thomas Volkler, we decide, is the official scapegoat of this Tour de France. So I think Volkler should be fined uh, for Campanaritz's behavior. He came back on the first climb and pretty quickly a selection formed uh, with Ciccone, won the sprint for the first KOM. The person he was most worried about for points on the KOM uh, was yellow jersey Jonas Vingago, who was positioned for that sprint and just did not go for it. He was just right there, made us all think he was going to do it, and he didn't. So that'll be my armchair team director for the day, which is, Jonas, you've got seven and a half minutes on GC. Be greedy. Go for the polka dots. It's one more day. Some technical descending today. There was actually a split coming off that first climb that Pogachar missed, had to use some guys to, to bridge him back to Jonas. Eventually, it was Mads Peterson uh, working for Ciccone. He got the next KOM. That clinched the jersey for him. He actually posted up across the KOM line, which was sweet. Then the breakaway pressed on, uh, hoping to stick it for the stage. Out of that break, uh, Pino went solo. Home roads for Pino. Last uh, race before retirement. The group behind him contained Pitcock, so the announcers kept saying that Pino is for sure going to get caught. They were saying that Pitcock is one of the best ascenders in the, in the race, and Pino is known as one of the worst. They OP on an apology because he did stick it clear through the descent. Uh, actually, Tom Pitcock lost some time. Ultimately, the Pino move was doomed. It was always going to be doomed, but it was a good sort of TV attack uh, for a local legend's last race. He was caught on the last climb uh, by Pogachar, Jonas, and Gall. Some big names are absent from that front group. Uh, Sepp Kuss and Carlos Rodriguez crashed earlier. Both of them somehow hit their eye. 
So we had two dudes riding around all day with, with blood dripping out of their eye, looked like extras from a zombie movie. Going up the last climb, the Yates brothers bridged together again, so a nice bookend from them. Uh, stage one, if you remember, that was eight years ago. Uh, stage one, they broke away together at the finale and came first and second. Uh, so here, they bridged across to the leaders uh, to, to both move up on the GC today. So tough day for Rodriguez, losing a couple spots. Uh, Seth out of the top 10 overall. The other mishap of the day was David Gadu with a very ill-advised timing trying to reach into his pocket to get a gel. Uh, he crashed on a descent going into a hairpin. He, he was in his pocket and just fell pretty hard, it looked like. I shouldn't laugh, but there was kind of a funny moment where he was standing there like waiting for, I guess, the team car to come with a new bike change or something. But he was standing there like kind of shaking out his, his legs. He was clearly in pain. Uh, but he at that point, he ate the gel. He was like, well, I might as well eat this now. Really impressive for him, honestly, to not lose time today. Moves up to ninth overall. Finally, the sprint, as I say, I always love climber sprinting. Uh, Adam Yates let it out. Uh, Jonas went a little bit too early as climbers. What, what does he know? And Pogacar took the stage win. Nice redemptive stage win for him. Uh, but I'm going to say not a seven and a half minute time bonus, unfortunately. Rider of the day really to me was Felix Gall coming in second and up to eighth overall. Some math today, since Chicone did seal the KOM jersey, uh, and I like Nelson Palace, I want to just do a little shout out for him. Um, one thing they don't talk about, you know, you wear the jersey every day. Obviously, they give you a fresh jersey. They also give you a podium jersey uh, that's like the long sleeve for the for the photos and the stage. Uh, and then you get some to sign. It's I'm unclear, but he was in polka dots for I'm going to say like close to two weeks, and he probably got like I'm going to say an average of two to three jerseys a day. So the math is, how many jerseys did he have to get for him to send me one? I've got a Tour de France KOM jersey on the wall from uh, from Tom Screens when he he had a nice run in it one year after staying in my cabin in Big Bear. So it'd be nice to add to the collection, just saying. Armchair race organizer. Uh, no notes. I thought today was great. 133K. Good, like, medium distance. It wasn't short, but it wasn't too long either. A lot of times you do these stages and you got to watch the first 20K, you got to watch the last 20K, uh, and the middle is a snooze. They, they're, they're doing a good job today cutting out that middle snooze part. It was watchable uh, in its entirety. So further apologies to Ben, who I made skip forward and miss it. He started late. I was watching in person, where'd I want to be? Uh, 30, 30 to 35K to go, something around there. They were climbing through like a forest. Uh, it just looked beautiful. It was shady. Uh, you get your ride in, you climb up to the thing, you stand there, you scream for a while. The riders are going by real slow, so you can get a good look at them. Unanswerable questions. This came from Ben also. Uh, they'll do a lot of like, as they're passing a chateau, they'll do like the history of it real quick. We were wondering if, does the race force them to do that? Do the cities that pay for the race to go through it, did they say like, hey, uh, TV feeds, you got to mention uh, this chateau, this cathedral, et cetera, et cetera? Or is that just the announcers trying to fill time? So watch the last 30K, a uh, little shake up in the top 10 overall, but always fun to watch the hitters go at each other. Tomorrow, finish in Paris, Champs-Élysées. Uh, that stage always kind of starts with like ceremonial stuff. So the, the yellow jersey, all the jerseys will ride together at the front. They'll take some photos. And then the, the team that's, that's leading the race, they'll do like the arms around each other side by side. Uh, a lot of photo ops. Uh, and then the racing does commence. Traditionally, there's a bunch of pointless attacks and then inevitable field sprint. Uh, but things have been going weird this year. Everyone's going to be staring at Philipson again and putting them on the ropes. So uh, maybe it goes differently. I'm definitely going to tune in. That is as long as the power company allows it. Thanks for watching and listening. Uh, Silka.cc, Phil sent me, and I'll, uh, I'll talk to you then.